Thank you all for tuning in to the Your Edge podcast. I'm Therese Van Ryn, Global Director of Public Relations at Zebra Technologies, and I'm thrilled to be sitting down today with Jim Lawton and Melanie Wise to talk about Zebra's recent acquisition of Fetrobotics. Jim, who has joined us on the podcast before, is the Vice President and General Manager of Zebra's robotics automation business. And Melanie, who joined Zebra through the Fetch acquisition, is now the Vice President of Robotics Automation for Zebra. Congratulations to you both on this huge milestone. We're so thrilled that Fetch is joining Zebra Nation. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thanks. It's a pleasure to be here, and we're also very excited to join the Zebra Nation. Excellent. Excellent. Jim, let's start with you. It has only been a few months since you and I were here talking about the formation of Zebra's robotics automation business unit and your plans to strengthen Zebra's offering in this space. I must say you move very fast. Yes, Therese, this is a very fast moving market. Uh, We've been talking to our customers and the feedback that they've been giving to us is robotics solutions are ready now. Um, customers are very much looking forward to taking advantage of automation. And so moving really quickly was paramount. Mm-hmm. Was the acquisition of Fetch Robotics always part of your vision? Yes, it certainly was. My vision for the solutions from Zebra Robotics Unit certainly included autonomous mobile robotic solutions given, given the customer need. Uh, Fetch has been one of Zebra Ventures investments and a part of the Zebra ecosystem for a couple of years. And so that profile, along with a very positive response of customers who have deployed their solutions, uh, made Fetch the, the ideal match for Zebra. Mm-hmm. What would you say differentiates Fetch from other companies in the space? The biggest differentiator that we saw, and again, having the experience of having worked very closely with Fetch over the last couple of years, uh, was the strength of the team that Melanie put together. Um, it is a world-class, outstanding group of uh, engineers uh, with very strong technical capabilities that have just built out um, an extraordinary platform of both hardware and software. And so, you know, the opportunity in the robotics space is so driven by the capabilities of the team. Uh, given our experience with the team, it was, you know, the number one reason why, uh, you know, Fetch was the was the company that made sense for us. Um, but, but in addition, um, the capability of the software platform, the ability to use uh, their Fetch Core product to be able to build a wide variety of solution capabilities very quickly um, and to be able to provide those solutions in a way that adapted to uh, very specific needs that customers had. Um, and then third that I would say is Fetch Robotic Solution really offered a very flexible solution. Uh, so they have a very wide variety of AR, AMR form factors, uh, those of um, different payloads, different volume capabilities, um, but also the way that they've architected their platform allows it to respond to specific needs that customers have um, and allow them to build solutions that are quite adaptable and flexible. Uh, so really all three of those played into our thinking and, and the reason why, you know, Fetch was the company that made sense for Zebra. Makes sense. Melanie, I think everything Jim mentioned is reflective of you and your leadership as CEO of Fetch. It's impressive what you and your team have accomplished in such a short period of time. What has motivated you to be so inventive? Yeah, I, I, I think that some of it is just being a startup. I mean, you you end up um, with limited time to, to accomplish a lot because, you know, you're venture-backed and you only have – 
so much opportunity to to get in, uh, demonstrate effectiveness or capability with customers, and to get to that first sale. And so a lot of a lot of what what motivated our success and our accomplishment was getting early wins with customers and really demonstrating the the effectiveness and capability of the technology. And that really motivated the team. Uh, to, you know, when you're on a shoestring budget, to to get get things done. Mm-hmm. If I understand correctly, it wasn't too long ago that you were digging in with the engineering team, helping develop next-gen robot hardware and software. You even received MIT Technology Review's TR35 Award for Technology Innovators under the age of 35 in 2015. Can you tell us a little bit more about your background and how you became CEO of Fetch? Yeah, sure. I think that when you look at my my background, it's a little a little odd. I'm a mechanical engineer. I went to the University of Illinois, and I was getting my PhD in controls and dynamics. And when I had the opportunity to work on the one of the autonomous cars for the DARPA Urban Challenge, and that eventually led me to work at Willow Garage. I became the second employee, and Willow Garage became one of the most influential robotics companies. In the last 50 years, uh, we developed an open source platform called Ross, and we developed a lot of other open source tools uh, like the TurtleBot, which became one of the de facto ways to learn robotics uh, in the United States and abroad. And and near the end of that company, basically it was it was founded by a very wealthy individual who decided one day that, that he thought that we had accomplished the mission on open source and that we should figure out what to do next in robotics. And near the end of that time, I ended up running a team building different robotic prototypes to look at two areas, the home and kind of light industrial applications and service applications. And the home turned out to be not a place where you want to build robots for. The expectations of consumers uh, versus the cost of what we can deliver uh, is kind of mismatched. Uh, it takes about $40,000 to lift a gallon of milk. But when you look at the light industrial space, like hotels, elder care, hospitals, warehousing, retail, grocery, manufacturing and fulfillment, those areas have a lot more promise. And if you if you look at some of the robotics companies that have been established in the last decade. Many of them came out of Willow Garage based on some of the verticals that we explored. And the team that I, I was leading at the time, uh, me and, and three of the guys there decided that we were very interested in the manufacturing and, and warehousing slash fulfillment space, largely because there was a negative unemployment rate in the United States kind of centered around fulfillment, distribution, and manufacturing. About 10% of the jobs uh, that need to be filled in the United States existed in, in the logistics and manufacturing space. And so there, there was a real strong opportunity, a need in the industry for automation, and we felt like it was a problem that we could solve. Um, and then how did I become CEO? Well, the other three guys didn't want to be CEO. And so that's how I became CEO. We actually, I remember we were, we were sitting in an office at the time and we were talking about it. And one of the guys said, so who's going to be CEO? And everyone stepped back <laughs> and I was, I was elected <laughs> at that point in time. Um, 
So that's how I became CEO. But I also, in general, uh, don't have a problem speaking in front of people and things like that. And so uh, that also kind of self-nominated me for the job. But uh, it's been a, a heck of a journey, let's say. I bet. Well, when it's been successful, too, it was Business Insider that named you one of eight CEOs changing the way we work. What is your philosophy with regards to business processes and work culture? Yeah, I would say that that one of the philosophies that that we embrace at Fetch is what you might call extreme transparency. Mm -hmm. If you walk into Fetch and you ask someone about what's going on with the company, most people can tell you. Um, and I think that that transparency helps at all levels of the company to help people feel connected and motivated to what's happening within the company. The other thing that you'll notice right away, and I'm, I'm sure many of the, the Zebra team have noticed in, in their early interactions with Fetch is no one is ever afraid to ask questions at Fetch Robotics because we've, we've really built a lot of our culture on, you know, there is no wrong question. Anyone should be able to ask questions. We provide multiple forums for asking questions because, you know, when people don't get answers that they need, it creates distrust and misunderstanding. And as long as you can help to eliminate those things in your organization, you can have a very productive culture. And that translates well with customers because then your, your team brings that level of communication and uh, needed transparency to the customer so that the customer feels like they're involved and engaged every step of the way and, you know, are part of the team to, to create success, which I think is really what you want in any business is you want your customers engaged in your success as much as you're engaged in their success. Absolutely. Melanie, what is the biggest pain point for today's workers, in your opinion? What frustrates them the most, and how can robots help? Yeah, I think if you look at the segment that we're focused on with manufacturing, distribution, and fulfillment, a lot of the pain point that workers feel today is just the sheer amount of walking that they have to do. Um, About 50% of their day is consumed with walking. Um, and that leads to things like back pain, uh, knee pain, joint pain in general. And our robots come in and help by doing a lot of that needless walking, helping to move heavy goods around. You know, we've recently been engaged in a, a customer proof of concept with our, our newer fulfillment robots. And, you know, I was on site at the customer site and one of the women there who who usually pushes around a cart that's about double her height um, and probably uh, 10 feet long that she has to push around every day, uh, was saying, I love the robots because I can barely push the cart. And she was having to do that of upwards of 14 miles a day with that heavy cart. And now she just gets to meet a robot, her robot coworker in the aisle, and the robot meets it, carries off the goods, and she continues on her way without having to push that big heavy cart in a warehouse that on average is 100 degrees uh, every day of the week. Amazing. Now that we have two incredibly innovative teams working as one, what can we expect to see happen in the robotics automation space? What will we be able to do together that may not have been possible as separate companies? 
Oh yeah, I'm I'm super excited about this. I mean, we started this journey about two years ago when Zebra made their initial investment in Fetch. We started integrating some of the mobile hand scanners, mobile tablets into our cloud robotics platform for basically driving robots to to perform tasks based on scanning barcodes or or pressing buttons on a tablet. But I, I think the larger play that we have together is really leveraging all of the amazing portfolio that that Zebra's built in for business intelligence, business analytics, also for these these mobile computing devices to really connect them into our cloud robotics platform and make it a, a basically a cloud warehouse platform that connects every aspect of the warehouse together. I could add on to that as well. I think I think Melanie Melanie summed it up perfectly. I mean, this market is really really early. Um, there will no doubt be over the next five to ten years millions of robots that are used within warehousing and manufacturing and interlogistics, um, and we're really very much at the front end of that. And so what I'm what I'm excited about is um, when you bring two innovative teams together that have um, different sets of capabilities. You really can consider, you know, sort of the art of the possible. What is capable to be created when um, uh, you bring sort of completely different skill sets together um, and say, let's look at what the customers are struggling with. What are some of the opportunities to drive additional value? And although there have already been solutions that are driving substantial improvements in productivity and and throughput uh, and accuracy, many of the most interesting, powerful solutions, I believe, are yet to be created. Um, and, And so it's 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 not as much about what are the next two or three things on the roadmap as much as it is what are the things that aren't even on the roadmap yet. I think we're going to see so many uh, powerful, interesting solutions over the next several years um, that are going to come as a result of getting smart people together uh, to grok hard problems. Mm-hmm. That's very exciting. To date, Fetch's autonomous mobile robots have been primarily used for material handling applications in factories, warehouses, and distribution centers. Will we see the team's focus shift to new environments, different types of robotic solutions, or additional use cases for existing platforms once fully integrated with Zebra? Yeah, I think I think right now in the short term, the next you know two to three years, Fetch and Zebra are going to be extremely focused on on capturing large market share in in the markets that we're going after today. Um, we want to be the the winners in this space, and so we're we're very focused on on basically dialing in the solutions for this space and scaling out um, our capabilities for the space. And I don't see us looking into too many other uh, outside verticals in in the near future. Mm-hmm. Okay. Jim, is there anything else you want our listeners to know about Zebra's acquisition of Fetch or your vision for the future? I think your opening question, Therese, hit the, the exact right chord. It, it, it's all about speed. I mean, this is a, this is a fast-moving market. Uh, less than 5% of warehouse operations are automated today, um, and yet at the same time, technologies are now making it so that um, industries and companies of large sizes, small sizes, uh, uh, can take advantage of these kinds of capabilities that were never, never possible in the past. So we're very, very focused on what are the solutions that we can build today that can help customers leverage AMRs to drive better business performance. Uh, and that really is the focus that we have going forward. Mm-hmm. 
Melanie, how about you? I think the thing that I'm I'm super excited about in general is just the obvious dedication and alignment within the Zebra team for going after this problem. You know, one of the things that that got me very excited about about the acquisition is that you know the Zebra team brought on Jim to run this division, and I, I think that it, it speaks very strongly of the future. And I think we're going to be able to get out there and and really make a dent in this market and capture a lot of of, of opportunity here. This is all so exciting. The value of automation, particularly cobots and AMRs, has become very evident in recent months as e-commerce spending has exploded. Workers are being asked to do so much more than humanly possible to get orders to customers on time. Being able to call in robots to help when needed will be appreciated, I'm sure. I know we all want to get our 10,000 steps in each day, but warehouse workers would probably appreciate only having to walk 10,000 steps in a shift versus three times that. So thank you both so much for being with us. Thank you. It was great to be here. Thank you. It was a real pleasure. Absolutely. I'll check back in with you in a couple months to see how things are going, and I'm sure you'll be giving us all updates on the Your Edge blog about your continued innovation and the impact robots are having on customers' businesses during the upcoming holiday season and beyond. And thank you to our listeners for tuning in today. If you haven't subscribed to our biweekly email roundups of the latest discussions with industry leaders such as Jim and Melanie, I encourage you to visit the Your Edge blog and do so now. There's a button in the right-hand column of every blog page. I'm Therese Van Ryan, signing off until next time.